there's a lot of little things that we can do inside of our mind where, yeah, you got to be ready and willing to go to war with yourself if you want to become a better man or a better person in general. And that's just the bottom line. Welcome to Pencil Leadership. I'm Chris Anderson, success and lifestyle entrepreneur, and I'm on a mission to help you realize your full potential so you can leave a positive mark on the world. So if you're ready, take out your pencils and let's begin. Buddha said, to keep the body in good health is a duty. Otherwise, we shall not be able to keep the mind strong and clear. And Rene Descartes said, divide each difficulty into as many parts as is feasible and necessary to resolve it and watch the whole transform. Jason Priest is the founder of DadBod Health and his discussions with Dad Facebook group. He's also a registered nurse, personal trainer, fitness nutrition specialist, and performance coach. Jason is extremely passionate about health and wellness and was featured in Men's Health for his own body transformation after losing 60 pounds. His mission is to help men achieve optimal health while reducing their health risks and improving their overall performance and quality of life through his coaching programs. So if you're looking to improve your health and overall performance, this episode is for you. And if you like anything you hear, make sure you share it on Instagram and tag at Pencil Leadership and subscribe to the show so you don't miss future episodes. I had a very checkered past as a child, and it was one of those things where, you know, like I just didn't have a lot of direction. I grew up in a single parent household. My mom passed away at an early age. I was 25. She was 49. And so high school was riddled with a lot of trouble. And so I needed something to focus on. I knew that I was smarter than to go down that path, right? Mm. I'll date myself by saying this, but I was a rave kid for a while, right? And so that was my thing when I was 17 and 18 years old. But I needed a path. I needed a path to get out of that lifestyle. I knew I was smarter than that. And I knew the guys that I was around, the people I was hanging around, weren't headed down a very good path. So at the time, I was smart enough to stay in school a little bit, to keep that at the forefront of my mind. I was taking a few classes. And one of those was a lifespan psychology class. And there were two guys in the lifespan psychology class that were talking about nursing school. And I'm like, you know, yeah, it sounds interesting. I know I needed a quick path out of this. I wanted to be a vet when I was growing up. And then I decided, look, that's a lot of school for not a very lucrative income. I was like, I'm not going to waste my time doing that. I need a quick out. And so long story short, nursing school was two years. I'm like, I can become a registered nurse in two years and make six figures. Let's do it. That's what I did. Accelerated my path. Started working in the ICU. That's really where I got a lot of inspiration to start my company. But that wouldn't happen until years, years, years down the road. Mm. And so... I saw a lot of young men, and when I say young, in their 40s and 50s, having massive heart attacks in the ICU. I personally have pumped on the chest of guys in their mid-40s with wife and daughter or son or both standing in the room, hoping and praying that dad was going to pull through. And that stuck with me. I wasn't ready for a business at the time. I was in my early 20s. Again, I had a fast path, right? And so I was still very immature at, at that age. I was 25, probably acting like 18-year-old still. <laughs> and so I wasn't quite ready for the entrepreneurial journey. I'm a call a late-blooming entrepreneur. Went on to do some other things, was a director of nursing at a long-term care facility. So I went from saving lives to essentially letting people pass peacefully. And then I got involved into corporate wellness. During all this transition, my mom passed away at 25. I was 25. She was 49. Sorry. And when she died, I went through a very deep, dark depression, as you quail imagine. She was yeah. my best friend. And so I got married to my wife at 25. My mom attended the wedding. She passed Mm. away two months after our wedding. My wife and her had become very close over the prior year that we were dating. 
Long story short, I got depressed, started drinking too much beer, eating too much fast food, took to golf as an outlet and put on a bunch of weight. And before I knew it, I was 60 pounds overweight, almost seemed like it happened overnight. And so to summarize all this, got involved in corporate wellness and decided that I wanted to help people avoid that situation that guys were going through in the ICU. I got involved in a community going through my own health journey, was able to drop the 60 pounds in about nine months. I had a men's health feature for that. So I was like, you know what? I know there's a better way. And when I figured out a system, we systemize everything. When I say system, our system is simply a group of habits repeated consistently to systemize your life so that you are not overwhelmed by trying to navigate the world of health. So mm. ultimately got very passionate about getting healthy. Nutrition became a very big focal point for me. Stress management, optimizing your sleep, and really just put it all together and said, you know what? I've got something that's really good here. And so I quit my corporate job and I said, you know what? I'm starting a company to help guys avoid the situation in the ICU. And that's my mission. Our mission as a company now is to make the largest impact possible on the male obesity epidemic in our country. So that's a little bit about me. No, I love it. And I think what you just said, just the male obesity epidemic is just growing rapidly. And I know in Indiana, we have a big problem with that here. Uh, no pun intended, but yeah, I think. <laughs> look, it, man, <laughs> I hate to tell you all, but let's look at every state. We've all that's got true. <laughs> yeah, it's you true. We have an exception, like maybe a Colorado where outside is like, you don't have an option but to go outside. Yeah. But we're at 43% right now, obesity rate. The projection is 50% by the year 2030. In my opinion, take it for what it's worth, I think we get there by 2025, which is a very sad state of affairs. I, I agree. I think the trajectory we're on health-wise in the country overall is really bleak. And yeah. yeah, very sad. I don't know if you've seen the movie WALL-E. I have not. So basically, the people end up in these chairs like hover chairs because of futuristic. But anyways, they just sit around and are like almost saying everyone in electric chairs, basically. Okay. And they just sit there and they have things, just bring them all their stuff, all their food, all their shopping. Like they don't have to do anything. And of course that weakens the bones and everything like that. And just obese. And like, are we headed towards that direction? I mean, cause we have so much that be, can be brought into us and done for us. Like we're, we live in an immediate gratification society. You and I both have a thousand dollar computer that we hold in our hand all day. We can yeah. hit Siri, Alexa, Amazon. You can order your groceries to go. There's fast food on every corner. The reality is, yes, that is where we're headed. And if we don't start taking massive action as a country, you know, this needs to start with our youth and work its way up. If we don't start taking massive action, we're already one of the sickest nations. We will not only be the most powerful nation in the world, we will also be the sickest nation in our world. And that's extremely sad. Yeah. And I think what you mentioned there, just in the youth as well, like seeing so many obese children, it blows my mind. It really does. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's when you so see kids sad. in the grocery store that are more obese than their parents. Yeah. I mean, it's sad. I, I, it's hard to, and I know we're going to get into like how we can improve adults wise, but is it because we have so much technology that we're just feeding our kids and telling them, hey, just sit here and watch this. So you, it's a babysitter. And that's something outside. That Dude, that's something as a father that we're working really mm. hard at as parents in my household. We've decided to cut out all iPad time during the week now. Like it literally does something to my son's mind. We can tell a night and day difference and I hate it. I was yeah. an outside kid. And Me so too. we're trying to make a big push towards that and really limit his electronic time because it does something to the mind and it is drastic and I hate it. 
Yeah, I agree. Cause yeah, I was outside all the time too. Like, and so I can't before the, when the light when the street lights turn <laughs> off. <come laughs> You're right, like, right. Rule. Yeah. yeah, and even now, just part of my personality, like. I always want to be doing something. I have trouble just sitting and watching yes. TV or anything like that. Like it doesn't happen. It. Yeah. And I think it starts with us as adults, whether you have children or not, being that example and like what you guys are doing, setting an example for your children is key. And I think, unfortunately, that's where it starts and people don't want to take responsibility for it. No, you're 100% uh, right. It's, yeah. It's much easier to put them in front of a TV or an iPad, yep. feed them their Chick-fil-A or their McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. And be done with it, right? Yeah. You're not owning your responsibility as a parent. That's not parenting. Mm-mm. That's babysitting, and that's cool if your babysitter does that, right? That's a temporary thing if you want to go have date night. Hey, babysitter, here's the iPad, and here's some chicken nuggets. That's a one-off. You're doing that every day as a parent. That's not parenting. Yeah, and a lot of people would probably get their feathers all ruffled by then. Exactly. Like, we need to hear those things to improve. And so with that, where do you start with people? Great question. So our company, and I'm not going to sit here and promote what we do. That's that's who I am, right? If anybody wants to come and get into our world, I'll give you that information at the end and they can consume more of our content and really learn. What we do is unique though, man. So Mm -hmm. we believe that we stand out as a company because of our approach. We're a very guided approach. We love to meet guys where they're at because the reality is there is not a cookie cutter solution. There is no one size fits all approach. And when you start getting into that kind of stuff, you lose the follow through, you lose the compliance with whatever that plan may look like. And so when we're talking about uh, creating a solution for those guys that are out there struggling or even women, it really is about taking a step back and saying, you know what, how am I going to make a couple of decisions today to improve myself tomorrow? It's literally taking it one step at a time because, and as cliche as that is, the reality is this, we're all looking for the perfect plan. So many guys come to us and say, I want a meal plan. I want this. I want that. I'm like, dude, you don't realize like all you're doing is making excuses because you want the perfect scenario. That's never going to happen. Life is never going to be perfect. You have to embrace it as a journey. We are harder on ourselves than our own worst enemies. And we are very good at self-sabotaging. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a professional excuse maker. I'm a professional negotiator. And if there's something that I don't want to do, I will think of a million and one excuses not to do it. But the reality is, is you've got to establish the discipline to follow through with the promises that you make to yourself, the micro commitments that you make to yourself. You tell yourself you're going to the gym on a Monday, get your ass to the gym. That's it. It's simple as that. But here's the approach. Okay. What we do is we come in and we look at what we call the four core pillars of health. All right. It doesn't need to be any more overwhelming than that. Obviously, mindset being our kind of bonus pillar, but mindset plays a role with everything business, careers, relationships, health, doesn't matter what it is. If whatever you're trying to improve, mindset is key. Yes. Set that aside for a minute. And what we talk about is sleep, stress Mm. management, nutrition, and fitness. Okay. We list them in that order for a reason. Sleep and stress management. If you do not have those dialed in, your efforts with nutrition and fitness are not going to pay off like they should. If you're busting your butt in the gym or at your home workouts and you're eating very healthy, and you're putting in all that effort, but you're not sleeping, you're not prioritizing sleep, you're not optimizing your sleep, you're not getting both good quality and quantity of sleep, and you're not managing your stress, then all of these efforts that you're putting over here with diet and exercise, which is what most people fixate on, are not going to get you where you think they're going to get you. You've heard the term, you can't outwork a bad diet. Yeah. You also cannot outwork hormones, okay? Mm. We have a few hormones that come into play when we're talking about sleep and stress management. With sleep, If you're not getting good quality and quantity of sleep, your hunger hormones are going to be all over the place and your fat storing hormones or cortisol will also be all over the place. If you're Mm. trying to fight against cortisol, 
you are not going to burn fat efficiently. You are not going to be able to make much progress. Okay. But here's the thing is what most people don't realize is when you're not getting good quality of sleep, the next day, your hunger hormone, which is called ghrelin, and your satiation, Mm -hmm. (laughs) satiated hormone, which is called leptin, are all over the map. And so when you don't get quality sleep the next day, when you're craving sugar and carbs and all these things, your body's not truly hungry, but ghrelin is going wild because you didn't optimize sleep. You didn't make it a priority. So now you're snacking and doing all the stuff that you wouldn't normally do. People mm-hmm. don't realize the value of sleep. If you think yeah. about it, human body's supposed to sleep between seven and nine hours a day, right? Take a step back. That's one third of our life, literally one third of our life gone because we're supposed to be sleeping then. If you don't yeah. see the value in that, maybe it's gut check time. But if you align those four pillars, and I get that the world of nutrition can be very overwhelming to navigate, but you got to take a step back and say, you know what, I'm going to focus on these four things. And if it's sleep in the beginning and you optimize your sleep, I guarantee if you make that one change, you go to bed at the same time every night, you start doing things to improve your sleep, that one change alone is going to have a trickle down effect on the rest of the health I agree. Yeah, because I mean, very simple process, but you got to take action and you got to start stacking up these wins. That's where the magic happens. Yes. Again, I think just like you said, people don't realize and they underestimate the sleep. I mean, if you get a bad night's sleep, you wake up, you're tired, you're groggy, you're like, uh, I don't feel like going to the gym. I'm too tired, blah, blah, blah. And it continues. You don't realize how much it impacts the rest of the day. Yeah, and your attitude. You know, we don't think about it because a lot of people do it consistently, right? So you get used to running on fumes. Well, mm-hmm. you also get used to having high levels of cortisol, having hunger hormone all over the map. And now it just becomes this vicious downward spiral. Next thing you know, you're 30 pounds overweight and it feels like it happened yesterday. It's very easy to do these things, or not easy. It's very simple to do these things, but it's also simple not to do them. And yeah. the reality is you start stacking these little wins. And when I say wins, you follow through with these promises you make to yourself. You get to bed on time. You carve out time in your day. All these people that have all this stress, they're carrying around all this stress, right? Stress literally kills. I've seen people come into the hospital who are at a healthy weight, but have so much stress in their life that actually have heart attacks directly mm. related to stress. Okay? Yeah. It kills. So you have all these people carrying around all this stress, but- They make excuses like, I don't have time to manage my stress. You don't have time to manage something that's literally dominating your (laughs) life. Carve out 10 minutes in your day, fill out a gratitude journal when you wake up in the morning and do five to 10 minutes of meditation. You do that five times a week and watch what happens for you over the span of the next few weeks. Yeah, that's won't commit to it because it'll take Yeah, I don't have time, bullcrap. Like you do have time. You're just not prioritizing. Correct. What is successful people in any area of life make the time? Yep. Yeah. You have to choose to do it. And you got like, oh, I'm so busy. Literally, you don't have 10 minutes. You can sit and listen and be in silence and meditate or write down what you're grateful for. 10 minutes. Like, yes, you do. (laughs) The power of deep breathing alone and giving your brain some time to not be firing it on all cylinders because you read a social media post that pissed you off or a political story like negativity is waiting around every corner for you if you want it you can go out and it's waiting for you you've got to choose you got to be proactive about this stuff and set yourself up to perform powerfully and consistently every day or you're going to start you're just going to keep chasing your tail or riding that hamster wheel and that's the reality is most people they don't take time to reflect and sit and think okay how can i make my life better yeah yeah, and we want to make so many excuses. Like, so I'm not a big guy. I'm, I'm about 165 and I'm about to turn 30 this year. 
and I get all the time like, oh, you just have really good genetics. You have really good metabolism. I'm like, maybe it's a, such a tiny part of it. I said, but I also work my tail off and I take care of myself and prioritize that. Like, <laughs> like yeah, I'm going gonna, gonna to be the grandpa. Like yeah. You make smart choices for the most part. You stay active. It's so, and I hate that stuff because the reality is let's flip the script on that because there's a lot of people out there who are obese mm. who use that excuse and they say, you know what? Um, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm meant to be overweight because my whole family has been overweight and it's just a fat gene. Mm. That's crap, man. And yep. I've seen people, I've worked with people who had their whole entire family overweight and then actually get so lean that they end up having a six pack and feeling very, very confident with their physique because yeah. they broke that limiting belief. That's just tied in their mind. It's a sad state of affairs. It really is. And it goes back to those habits and how we, they just continue down the lineage. Because we just get those lies. Like we assume that if you're super poor or, or have just a bad financial situation and it continues down your family and you think, well, we're just meant to be this way. No, like you can go it's, out and change it. Like you yeah. can make and take these habits. Same with your fitness. The key though is most people don't believe in themselves enough to mm -hmm. do it. We only work with guys, right? You would be shocked at how many guys come in and like their confidence is non-existent, right? Guys who have, you know, high profile positions work for, you know, fortune 50 and fortune 100 companies that come in and like, they've got everything together, but their health, they come in with like the most fragile mindset. And it shocks me. I'm like, dude, you're dominating life except for health. And you got no confidence. You don't believe yeah. in yourself. And it's sad, man. It's crazy. Yeah. And I think that's why, like what you're saying, building these habits, starting with the sleep and just continuing down these pillars are so crucial. It's yeah. such a big deal. So we got to sleep. And then you guide them into the next pillars. How's that look? I'll just kind of give you the process. So when we bring a new client on, we have three offers, okay? I personally, as the founder, went back and I said, you know what? Our company, we're communicators. We don't want cookie cutter solutions. We don't right. want any of that nonsense. We are communicators and we believe that we can help people most when we have multiple constant touch points, all right? And so those touch points come in all shapes and sizes, right? Could right. be Facebook Messenger, could be a Facebook group, could be private messaging or text or phone call or Zoom call. There's all kinds of touch points. And the reality is we believe that people are successful and not only for our company, but for their life with the communication. So we have three offers. Mm -hmm. We have one, a free Facebook group where we do weekly live streams every week. Come absorb our content. Whether you buy or not, you're going to get a lot of value out of this. It yep. is going to help you tremendously because it's myself, my two business partners, adding massive value at the beginning of every live stream. We sell a little bit at the end because we believe firmly in what we do. If you need help, we're there to help you, right? So we have that. We have a low ticket, $97 a month coaching program. And then we have our high level Unleash Your Legacy program where we're working with guys at a very high level for an entire six months, frequent communication, making sure that not only do they optimize their health for peak performance, but to become a better man. This is about mm. personal development, growth, leadership, becoming a better father. We tie a lot of that stuff into what we do. And so it's a very, I hate the word holistic because it sounds so hippie-ish to me, but it is uh -huh. a very holistic approach. Yeah. All right. So with all that being said, when we bring a guy in, we meet you where you're at. That's the bottom line is like, we know that every guy comes in with different challenges and that's why we are communicators. I chose to go onto our website and I pulled off all of our courses. I put mm. off all the automated stuff because I don't believe in it anymore. I'm like, you know what? In order for me to make the biggest impact, I need to be able to help people on a day-to-day -day basis and provide that support, that guidance that they need to become a better man by using health as the vehicle to become a better man. And so mm. with all that being said, when a guy comes in, that's a very guided approach. We have what we call our fitness elevation method, which is, hey, where are you at right now? 
Let's build a solid foundation because the last thing that we want you to do is hate the word exercise. I'm not going to tell yeah. you that I love every workout. I'd be lying to you. <laughs> yeah. uh, some workouts, I come out of there feeling like the Hulk. Some <laughs> workouts, I come out of there feeling like, eh, it was only okay, but you know what? I still got it done. I know that if I can get through the gym doors, I know why I'm there. All yep. right, so we all fight through the lack of motivation, but we like to leverage momentum on Mondays to create that foundation for the week. So we bring guys in. We lay a foundation with their fitness, right? We want to get mm. you started in a way where it's like, okay, we don't want you to hate the word exercise. Our workouts are short. They're efficient. We don't want you to spend half your life in the gym. It's a required part of you being the best version of yourself, but it's also not the only part. So let's yeah. get it done and move on so you can move on with your day. Absolutely. Right? Then we elevate you from there as you make progress, right? We'll get a little bit harder and a little bit harder so that you can continue to challenge yourself. With our nutrition approach, it's very, where are you at right now and what's going to work best, right? Like, right. how can we come in and figure out what you like, what you don't like? I'm not going to ask you to eat chicken and broccoli every day. I don't even remember the last time I ate that as a meal. <laughs> so let's figure out a way to inject some meals into your day that are going to fuel you for performance and that are going to get you results when it comes to energy levels, fat yeah. loss, muscle gain, whatever your goals are. And then our sleep and stress. They're optimization models. We call them models because what my morning routine looks like might not look exactly like what your morning right. routine looks like. You got to figure out what's going to fit your lifestyle the best. However, you take some of the concepts out of what we teach in our curriculum, and now you can start to plug and play these things into your life. And that's why it's very much a system. Once yeah. you learn the system, all you got to do is show up each week and implement what we talk about, and you have a permanent solution for life. This is not Weight Watchers. This is not count <laughs> calories. It's not count macros. And it's certainly not six weeks to six-pack abs, which is a total nonsense approach. Right. We yeah. want you to have a permanent solution, and that's why we take the approach that we do, because we believe firmly in we don't like repeat clients. We don't want repeat customers. We keep them under our influence and guidance with our graduate programs and things like that, depending on where guys are at. We don't want mm -hmm. to lose the support but when you graduate from our Unleash Your Legacy program, that should be your last stop. You're armed and loaded with the tools you need. And now it's just follow through, right? Showing up each right. week, putting the reps in that you know you need to put in. Yeah, I think in that just doing it. I think I heard Jocko Willinks say mm -hmm. like, man, sometimes I just hate going in the gym and doing leg day. Like it just sucks. sucks. But he's like, I know I have to do it and I'm not going to get through it unless I just do it. So he's Correct. like, my mindset is just get it done, do it, and then it's over. And then you know, you always feel so much better after anyways. 100%. You know, I'll tell you, the two main reasons why I even go to the gym have nothing to do with my six-pack or my physique or anything like that, all right? Top two reasons I go to the gym, and people ask me this all the time, like, how do you stay so disciplined? How do you stay so consistent? How have you been in the gym for almost 15 years now, four or five days a week? And I'm like, you know what? The reality is mental clarity and energy. Yep. If I don't have the gym, I'm not going to be as nice a person. I'm going to be snappy with my wife or more snappy. <laughs> I'm going to be short with my kids. Like I'm just not as nice of a person and I don't have the energy levels that I do. Yeah. The, the physique is only a secondary from showing up for all these years. And that's the natural progression of what happens. But you bring up Jocko. I want to bring up another guy that a lot of people out there know is, is David Goggins. All right. Mm, so yep. David Goggins, obviously the guy probably has one of the, like a borderline psychopath mindset when it comes <laughs> to, you know, the way that he approaches life. Most guys are never going to be anywhere close to that. And that's cool. But one thing he talks about that I think is very powerful that I like to repeat because I believe firmly in it. 
I don't believe you should go out and run a hundred miles, you know, five times a week or anything like that. Like, <laughs> that's not what I'm advocating for. But one thing he talks about is you've got to be ready to go to war with yourself. And that might sound pretty harsh. Okay. But when we back up and we talk about the excuse making, the negotiating, like we all negotiate with ourselves. Yeah. You're going to try to talk yourself out of going to the gym sometimes and that's okay. It's life. All right. But the reality is when he talks about, you got to be ready and willing to go to war with yourself. These little internal demons that we all battle, whether it's trying to talk you out of eating your next healthy meal or going to the gym, or you want to scream and fire off at your kid when you know you probably shouldn't scream at your kid. Like there's a lot of little things that we can do inside of our mind where, yeah, you got to be ready and willing to go to war with yourself if you want to become a better man or a better person in general. And that's just the bottom line. If you don't believe that, then you're going to succumb to those demons in your mind more often than not. Yeah, I think that's a huge point. And I love that because it's in anything. I mean, building a business, starting a podcast, you're going to have these demons like, you know, maybe you're not good enough or hey, there's someone already doing that. So maybe you should give up like every day you have to be like, no, like plant yourself like a tree and just like, this is what we're doing. No doubt. And it's funny, bring up the podcast thing. I'll just add on to that. I had somebody tell me the other day, I think it was somebody that I interviewed, if I remember right. He was like, man, like, you got this down, like your intro and all that. Like, I'm just getting rolling with our podcast and you sound awesome when you, I'm like, dude, you should go back and listen to like my first five episodes where yes. I sound like a complete fool. I'm 130 uh, episodes deep, dude. Yeah, yeah, I sound good because it's the reps. It's the practice. Yes. I'm sure yep. you've experienced something. Oh, similar. yeah. The Man. very first person I interviewed on my podcast is my wife. Okay. She's a pharmacist. So I was like, yeah, I'll bring her on. It's medical. We'll talk a little bit, chop it up a little bit. You go back and listen to that versus like a recent episode. It's yep. a night and day. Oh, difference. yeah. People don't, they don't want to do the work. Uh, right? It's fine. Yeah. Like I look back <laughs> at mine and I started, I did video from the get go because I, I knew the value, but like I'm sitting in like the front room of our house. It's not sounding yep. very good. I'm using, I think I'm not even using a mic, just a computer. I have like, I'm pretty sure they're kid headphones. <laughs> that had Captain America on it that my wife got yeah. me because that's all I had. And I look back at those videos, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like it's hilarious. Yeah. yeah it's- when I first got rocking, man, I thought that there was a lot of value in bringing on like these big influencers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, they'll add value to our audience. I kept realizing that the episodes started getting real redundant, right? I'm oh, interviewing yeah. like some NFL players and like, you know, some big time influencers. I had Natalie Jill on. I don't know if you know her. She's got millions of followers. She's like over 50. She's written a bunch of books. And so I'm bringing these kind of guys on. And I I go back and look the other day and I'm sitting down in my dining room with a bright like window behind me, no backdrop or anything. It's just funny to go back and see your your progression. Yeah. And I think it's good to remember that because with our health journey, with any journey, it's, it's improvement daily. And I tell people, and I did not coin this and I can't remember the person who did. I need to have it with me, but 1% better each day. Like we've got we to start improving. That all. Yeah. That mentality, especially yeah. when it's in the gym. I mm. talk about that a lot because, and you may relate to this. There's two types of comfort zones, right? Comfort zone A is the guy that's sitting on the couch watching Netflix and eating chips. That's laziness. Mm-hmm. And that's a big time comfort zone. Yes. But comfort zone B happens in the gym or with your home workouts is when you get in that mentality where like, you're just showing up, but you're not getting better. I catch myself doing it. Like I use dumbbell chest press, for example. Mm-hmm. I'm going in and I'm doing three sets of 10 with, you know, 80 pound dumbbells, right? Well, sometimes I'll go in and I'll realize that a month has gone by and I'm still doing the three sets of 10 with 80 because yeah. I didn't have that 1% better mentality. Like that's a gym comfort zone. 
And yeah, going through the motions is better than the guy that's sitting on the couch, but going through the motions is not going to make you grow. Mm. No pun intended with muscles there. Yeah. But <laughs> it's not going to make you grow. It's not going to challenge your body. It's not going to yeah. make you better as a person. Yeah. And so that 1% mentality holds true across all spectrums. Yeah. It's like one thing I do not to sound better than anybody or anything like that, but I pride myself in is when there are things to be done or tasks that need to be handled. Like they need, they have to like working out, like getting business stuff done. And it's like, what's going to be harder to do. Yeah. I always turn to, well, that's what I need to do. Like, that's what I need to go to first. It's a good practice. It is a good practice. Cause it's the thing in your mind that you least want to do. Yeah. And if you can force yourself, and you know, this is something that I pound the table on is the most amount of personal growth and personal development happens when you do something that you least want to do, i.e., yep. going to the gym. If you can talk yourself into a workout that you are otherwise going to talk yourself out of and you follow through, you know how good that feels? That's how confidence is built. Not confidence in terms of like a physique confidence in your subconscious mind because when you follow through with your micro commitments your promises to yourself that you make to yourself when you start to do that on a consistent basis your subconscious mind says you know what you said you were going to do it and you did it now i'm gaining some momentum here when you lie to yourself and you say i'm going to go to the gym every monday for six months and it never happens not only are you getting further and further away from your goal from being a healthier person but you're also losing confidence with yourself. You're losing trust with yourself. And that's why people start to not believe in themselves because they don't follow through so consistently. And then it turns into, well, my subconscious mind believes I'm a liar. So now I'm just identifying as the fat, lazy guy. And that's how it happens. And that's the worst too, because the only person that matters and believes in ourselves is us. That's the only one that matters. Yes. It doesn't matter who else does. And if we don't even believe in ourselves, that's when all that, all to just a jump away crap starts building. Yeah. And it's just like I posted the other day, stop trying to seek motivation from other people, like create motivation for yourself, be your own motivation because that's the only one that matters. Your motivation is not showing up on your doorstep in in an Amazon prime box. Yeah. We talk about Monday momentum. That's the Mm. thing that we leverage most inside of our private communities is like, don't skip anything on Monday, get to bed early on Sunday night, get ready for your Monday. Get your workout done. Get your water in. Make smart choices on Monday. Make a little time for some stress management, whether that's a 10-minute walk outside with no headphones in nature or 10 minutes of deep breathing, meditation, whatever. But do the things you know that are going to serve you and just do it for one day because Tuesday will roll around and now you've eliminated that built-in excuse. If you skip on Monday, you know how easy it is to say, well, I didn't do it yesterday. I'll just start next week. But when Tuesday rolls around and you have done everything and you're like, you know what? I'm going to leverage Monday momentum. I'm going to try it. I'm going to fight through the lack of motivation. I'm going to kick ass on Monday. Tuesday's going to roll around. And when you start that negotiating again, you're like, you know what? I did it yesterday and I know I can do it again today. And if I do it again today, now I'm adding to that momentum for the week. And now I can crush my week. And that's where so many people go wrong. It's like you skip that Monday. Mondays are the worst day to skip. Because it just gives you that built-in excuse, man. Yeah, yeah. And then if you do it, it just compounds. And then I think what yes. you can really hit on, though, if you do have that momentum going and then something happens and you slip up and you miss a day, don't beat yourself up. Just get back on the horse. It's life. Next day. Yeah, it's life. Yep. It is life. The reality is this, man, is like, this is why what we teach, why we're so passionate about a long-term approach, because 
you've got to keep that long-term vision in mind. So let's use an example of a guy that needs to lose 50 pounds, right? Mm -hmm. We get so fixated on losing that 50 pounds, okay? We know we want to lose that 50 pounds, but the reality is, is this. It's fun to set that goal and you will eventually reach that goal. It's not a race, it's a journey. You're eventually going to reach that goal. But what I want everybody listening out there to know is that life doesn't just suddenly stop when you reach that goal. You don't just go back to your old ways that got you to the 50 pounds overweight in the first place. If you're 50 pounds overweight right now, you're choosing to be that way. That's mm-hmm. the reality is like, yep. you've got to start taking massive action now to get to where you want to be. But when you embrace this as a long-term journey and you know that it's going to be okay if you slip up, it takes so much pressure off your shoulders so that when you do mess yep. up, you don't start making excuses saying, okay, well, I screwed up yesterday. So I'm just going to eat a, a whole pizza again tonight. And I'll get back on the wagon next week. Like that's where it spirals Spiral. out of control. Yep. And man, like if you can grasp that mindset concept and just know that, hey, like this isn't a temporary thing. We are all great at raising the ceiling. We all have great goals. You have business goals beyond where you're at right now. And so oh, do yeah. I. Mm-hmm. We want to make an impact, right? We want to buy back time. I want more time for myself and my family. It's not about the money for me. It's about more time in my life. It's yep. about making an impact. And in order to do that, I know that I got to embrace this as a journey. And what so many people get caught up in is raising the ceiling, but more people need to start raising their floor. When you can start raising your floor, you create these minimum standards, these non-negotiable priorities in your life where, hey, for me, my minimum standard is three days in the gym a week. If I go below three days, that weighs on my conscience big time because I know I'm better than that. And when you raise your floor, you start creating these non-negotiables. I use this analogy a lot, but like if you can get the four pillars aligned with hygiene, not a person listening to this show right now would skip a day of brushing their teeth or taking a shower. Right. 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 One could argue and a big time argument or debate could be made that the four pillars that we discussed today are significantly more important than your hygiene. Go back to the caveman days. They didn't shower. They all stunk together. They didn't brush their teeth. They all had stank breath together, (laughs) but they were active. They were living off the land. They were socializing, which helped with stress. They were sleeping. Like they lived healthy lives. They weren't obese and had no hygiene. And so if we can raise the floor with these non-negotiable pillars and get them more aligned with our hygiene, Mm. that's where the magic is going to happen for people. And so hopefully that analogy resonates because, dude, that's what I see a lot on my end. Great pillars. And I'm glad we just talked about the importance of building those habits within it. So such valuable information that we need in the world, in the country. So I appreciate you sharing that, Jason. Before we do kind of wrap up, I asked this question of my guests is, Pencil leadership, the fifth trait, everyone's created uniquely to leave a positive mark on the world. So when everything is said and done for you, what do you hope your mark is? It's kind of twofold. So obviously, our mission as a company is to make the largest impact possible that we can on the male obesity epidemic in this country. I wake up every day with the intentions of impacting one person. If I can make a positive impact on one person for the day, my day was a success. The more, the merrier, right? The more people, the more value that I can add to the world, the better, you know? And so part A is making that impact on the obesity epidemic, helping as many guys as I can change the trajectory of their health and their life and be around long-term for their family, be around to watch their kids grow up to pursue greatness or walk their daughter down the aisle or, you know, whatever that looks like for them. One of my business partners talks often about how he wants to be the granddad at the trampoline park. It's actually jumping on the trampoline, not watching. 
those kind of visions are what we're all about longevity mm. and showing guys that there is a better way. There's a simpler way than fixating on fad diets and exercise and like all the things that we get consumed with, take a step yeah. back and realize there is a simpler approach. But the other side of the coin is I want to leave a lasting, I don't want to call it a legacy for my children. I'm not interested in setting them up for life financially or anything like that. I want them to see dad as a guy who was extremely passionate about helping others because no matter what they choose to pursue in life, I want them to be passionate about their craft as well so that they can have the mm. best chance at making an impact on the world before their time is done. Oh, I love it so much. Such good marks to be after and you're on your way, which is really cool to see as well. So where can people best connect with you at, find out more about your programs and what you're doing? Yeah, so our website's a great place. Uh, dadbodhealth.com is a great place to find us. You know, you want to get a snapshot into a little bit more of my personal life is my Instagram is at dadbodhealth. Anybody can hit me up there in messaging if you have questions about what we do. And then in my Instagram profile, and I'll go ahead and give you the link as well, but just to make it easier on people, but our free Facebook group, any mm -hmm. guy out there who wants more content of what you heard today, you can go and opt in. I'm just going to throw it out there. We do ask for your phone number and your email address. You can opt out anytime, but we do send out alerts for our weekly live streams so that people know, hey, like we're going live. Here's your chance to get your weekly dose of health content to keep that at the forefront of your mind. The reality is it's health. You can't hear it once and expect mm -hmm. it to stick. These things need to be built as habits and you need that health content at the forefront of your mind. So that link is in my Instagram bio, but that's Perfect. also join.discussionswithdadsgroup.com. That's the best place to get more of us and you know myself, my two business partners, more of this health content that's probably unique compared to a lot of stuff that's out there, man. And those are the best places to find us. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, guys, definitely get connected, start learning, start building those healthy habits. And again, Jason, thank you so much for being on Pencil Leadership. Thank you so much, Chris, for having me, man. It was a fun interview. And thanks so much for tuning into this episode today. If you found value at all from this episode, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It just helps us get this show, these messages out in front of more people. And don't forget to share this with someone who you think could benefit from listening to as well. Now let's go out and be pencil leaders.